Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Armor Report, everybody. This is the uh, noonday edition. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. This is a show about stock market investing in what I call the millennial age. This is not your dad's stock market, certainly not your granddad's. This is a market that requires sophisticated algorithmic uh, execution to go along with our traditional fundamental analysis. So all of what I share with you is information I use directly on my trading desk, managing my own capital and that of investors. All of this capital we manage is through our affiliation with interactive brokers. Uh, I've been doing this over 30 years. I can tell you during that period, um, there was a dramatic shift in how capital is managed after 2008. And that shift has dominated and I think will dominate. It's a real break from tradition. So tradition leads us to fundamental analysis, to uncovering investment themes, to building portfolios of, of um, stocks that um, can benefit from um, generational investing themes. So that's what we look for here. When we buy stocks, we put you know, um, investment themes into our portfolio. We're looking for real paradigmatic shifts in businesses that lead to huge profits over a three to five to 10 year period in stocks. Um, but in order to execute correctly and deal with the volatility that we have today, that's here to stay and just getting worse, institutions use algorithms. I use algorithms. And what I'm doing is trying to share this information with the individual investor who doesn't have access to algorithms. That's simple. Algorithms, take a lot of time, a lot of know-how, and a lot of capital to build. There's your barrier to entry for your average individual investor. All the big institutions are using them. They dump billions of dollars into developing them. And very often what they develop are strategies that take advantage of the individual who doesn't have the capability. So, what I try to share with you every day at 9 o'clock in the morning when we get ready for our trading session and what I'm sharing now is information generated by these algorithms and how it affects the way we put capital to work. We have five proprietary algorithms for each of the top five indexes that we believe drive market um, direction and risk um, assessment. That's the S&P, the Dow, the NASDAQ 100, the small cap index, and the momentum index. Those five um, algorithms that we have help us determine when to add risk and subtract risk. If you look at our website, we have a real-time risk-on, risk-off monitor that will tell you where we are in that cycle. We updated it yesterday. We are in a risk minor position. So it's not completely risk-off, but it's minor amounts of risk. We have yet this year, and quite frankly, since September of last year, we've yet to have the algorithms tell us the coast is clear. The reward is worth the risk you're going to have to take. Probabilities are with us. Let's put a lot of capital to work. What we still have is a, is a high volatility situation where the stops that make sense are far away from entries. Therefore, the risk is elevated and the rewards from here are, are, are um, harder to judge. And therefore, our strategy, I'm just trying to explain 
how the algorithm works and putting it into English for you. This is why our strategy continues to recommend caution and being careful with your investment capital and holding a bunch of cash is still an acceptable way um, to invest in 2019. We outperformed every single index last year using algorithms. That outperformance showed up in the third uh, in the third and really the fourth quarter of the year. So we don't have to outperform every single month, not even every quarter, but by the end of the year, algorithms will help smooth out our performance and ultimately outperform market averages. So without further ado, what do these five indexes tell us? We are right at the downtrend, a little bit above the downtrend for all of these indexes after having a huge rip off of the lows. I saw um, something yesterday on Twitter I thought was brilliant. One of, the, um, one of my colleagues that I follow cut and pasted headlines and it was, it was crazy. And I think it's really worth talking about because it'll help you understand the market that we're in. If you didn't know the date, the headlines were almost identical. And the headline said, best January market performance in 30 years suggests a great year ahead. That was the title of a CNBC article at the end of January 2018. Not a very good market, 2018, right? Bear market for a lot of stocks. And yet they put up the same exact story with very small differences in the story. I don't even know if the editors noticed this. This is almost the same headline. One of the best Januaries in 30 years in 2019 suggests we're going to have a great 2019 market. That was totally wrong last year. So let's don't use any of these old school statistical um, um, kind of Kentucky windage things, right? Oh, January's great. Must be a great year. Throw all of that stuff out. The Stock Traders Almanac. My dad, when I first got in the business 30 years ago, used to give me the Stock Traders Almanac in in a um, calendar form every year for a couple decades. It was really helpful. And it had things like this listed. You know, if it's a great January, it means it's a great year. If the first three days of January are good, then it's going to be a great end of January. All this kind of stuff. And it was based on 50 plus years of performance in a normal stock market with a normal central bank that did not buy assets, right? In a normal world where we didn't have negative interest rates, in a normal world where Central banks allowed for economic cycles. And so all of these things in the Stock Traders Almanac, they really worked. Okay, fast forward to post-2008. They don't work. All they do is lead to confusion for investors. That headline's designed to get you to put more money to work. The market's running. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. And the algorithms dump right to you. And then the market has a terrible February and January. And you're sitting there holding the bag thinking, what the heck was I just doing? I thought that a good January means a good year. That's an old school way of running money. Here's what we do on our trading desk. We do fundamental analysis on companies and on investment themes. Those of you who follow me know that we're investing in precious metals. We're investing in cannabis companies. We're investing in uh, energy companies. These three groups set up the right entry point where the reward is worth the risk. 
the probabilities are in our favor, we put capital to work at the end of December, early January, and we're making money across the board on all of those investments. And we drill down into those groups and we find the individual stocks we want to own. And we put those in the account and we're doing well. But because the big indexes are telling us be cautious, we don't overcommit capital right now. We wait for a better opportunity. And I can tell you headlines like a great January means a great year is a sucker's headline. Do not get caught in that. We're right up against an area where I'm going to, for those of you who are shorting, I'm short in some of my accounts, in very aggressive accounts, and I will be, I reduced the position yesterday, and depending on how the market closes today, I will reduce some or all of the position. Truth be told, when I'm shorting my my stops are very tight. I don't mind coming back in next week or the week after if I have to. But what we're not going to do is let shorts get away from us on the upside. We had a profitable month of January, even though we were short a little bit. And by the way, we don't have aggressive shorts. Okay, just, just a piece here, right up at the downtrend where I expect the market to reverse if that trend is in place. If the market doesn't reverse here then that trend is over and we have a different market environment that this, that's developing, which is great. I mean, I, if, if this market doesn't fall back down to the trend in the next four or five trading sessions, then my guess is 2019 is not going to be terrible, right? Coming into this year, I've been stalking the bear, you all know. I, ex, I you know, technically speaking, we were definitely in a downtrend. We've now tried to break out of the downtrend in January, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. The question is, what happens now? Do we break out or do we reverse back into the trend? And that's where we're at. So managing short positions in a market like this is very difficult. This is why I recommend most people don't short. Just hold cash in a tough market. Nothing wrong with that. And we're going to keep our stops tight and then look to re-engage if we have to. But the close is more important than the open. So we've opened strong. The market's gone a little higher. The Dow and small caps are higher. Where do we close the day? If we close on the lows, I probably keep my short over the weekend for another, another week's worth to see where we're at. If we close a lot higher, then just because I've got discipline, we've got stops, we're going to step out. And we're going to see how it behaves next week, and we'll see if we have to re-engage. And by, by the way, I, I hope we don't, right? I'd rather be a bull. I'd rather be long the market. I, I hope I get an opportunity to be long the market in 2019 in an aggressive way, because that's how we all make a, a lot of money. Um, but I cannot ignore the fact that when markets are in downtrends, when the 50 and the 200-day moving average is in a downtrend, when the markets are trading below the 50 and 200-day, that's the most dangerous time to be an investor. And particularly after a rip off of the low, when you think, oh, my God, i got to get involved. Well, all you did was go off the low and go right back to the top of the downtrend. So here's, the, here's where the battle lines are thrown. And what do we have? We had a nice Fed. We've had some earnings announcements that were decent. You know, um, 
All of the good news is out there in January. And all it did was get the market to go from the bottom of its downtrend right up to the top and overshoot a little bit, just like it overshot to the downside. That's a very precarious place for the market to be. So this brings me to my rule of the day. You know, if you follow um, our website, we have a blog post called, you know, Rules of the Road, 30 Years of Investing Experience. And I'm trying to share with you things I've learned, hard-fought things I've learned. I'll put you on my back, okay? I've bled for these rules, and I'm going to give them to you. Rule number 15, everything that rises must converge, okay? It happens all the time. When you think something's running away and you feel the itchy trigger finger to, trigger finger to get involved, buy, 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 okay? that's a mistake 90% of the time. The odds are so far against you. When, you're, when you feel panicked to get involved. Everything that rises must converge. Either it will come down in price and give you a better opportunity, or it will consolidate and converge with its moving averages, and you buy at higher prices, but three or four weeks from now, after a consolidation has occurred, so you can figure out what the right stop loss should be on everything you enter. If you pay way up for something, where's the stop? At the beginning of the move, you're going to get destroyed before you ever get stopped. That doesn't work. So you need references. You need moving averages. And so when things get too far away, just relax. Everything that rises must converge. It always happens that way. Patience always pays off when it comes to investing. I love the fact that the cannabis stocks have gone through the roof this month. It proves that our investment thesis is accurate that the cannabis companies are at the very beginning of an investing super cycle. We are going to make our second fortune on these investments over the next decade. But that doesn't mean we're going to make it all in a, in a month or two. And when they run away, we don't chase them. We enjoy the position we've got. We're making money. We've written some puts. So we're collecting premium. We're happy to be put in the stocks if it goes down. So we're writing puts at a level where we're willing to own the stock. So it's a way to collect premium as these things run away. And if they ever come down, we get put in the stock. Great. That's where we want to own it. So there's a way to add some profits to the portfolio. But all in all, I must say to you that the rule of the day after a ripping January, is that everything that rises must converge. And as an investor, we want to buy the convergence. We don't want to buy the extremes. Okay? Um, I guess that's all I've got today. I mean, I was going to share with you the thought that you just, you know, um, I'm on the lookout for the big reversal day. What we don't want to do is be caught flat-footed and stare at a big reversal day and think, oh, the market's been up huge for the last month, so a down day is no big deal. Typically, these big run-ups in the market end with a huge run in the morning that fails miserably by the end of the day. And then what happens is the next day, the whole thing gaps down, and you never see a gap <laughs> closure before the, you know, the implosion occurs. So that's why I say the end of the day is more important than the open. We've had a strong open in the market. 
And let's be honest, it's been like that for a lot of January. So there hasn't been that reversal day. But on the back of good announcements and good, you know, like today we had more good economic statistics. The market loves it, ran up in the morning. If it's cratering into the close, that is going to be a, 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 um, a major piece to the bear market puzzle if we get that type of behavior. Now, if it doesn't happen today, that's fine, and we might reduce our shorts and be out of them by the end of the day. And what may happen is Monday morning the market gaps up and has the big reversal day. It'll get us back short the market, right? So really, it depends on how we're going to trade this. But from an investing standpoint, we're at this critical juncture. This is what I guess I want to share with you in parting right now. We're at a critical juncture. You haven't missed anything. January was just an overshoot of the collapse of December. Net, net, the market is just very volatile right now. So I titled this show, How to Invest During a Volatile Market. Well, everything that rises must converge. Be patient. What you don't want to do in a very volatile market is chase things because they can reverse on a dime. And by the end of the day, you're looking at huge losses and trying to figure out what the heck did I do that for? Be patient. Buy weakness. I'm happy for this to be a bull market year. That would be great. That doesn't mean the market won't come back and retest at some point. And it doesn't have to go all the way down to the lows of December. Just come back down, retest some key areas, set up a nice risk on entry point, and we'll step in and get aggressive for the rest of the year. So that's where I'm going to leave you right now. We still, of course, are focused on the precious metals positions. They've performed admirably. Today they're down a bit with the employment numbers. But they've had a huge you know, couple of weeks. Cannabis stocks keep blowing out. Um, There's one ETF that I've added to the portfolio long this week, and it's um, FFTY. Take a look at that index. Pretty interesting. It's Investor's Business Daily Top 50, and you get a, you get a good um, cross-section of some of the highest growth, most exciting sectors of the market, one of which is the cybersecurity companies. I think I mentioned to you a couple days ago I talk about cybersecurity. I'm not going to break down individual stocks that we own or, or could be owned, um, there's a lot of them. You got to do your own homework. But one way to get a piece of the best ones is to you know, own FFTY, which is the ETF of these top 50 names, some of which are cybersecurity. You can go to ETF.com. You can um, search the symbol FFTY and you'll see what stocks are in there. And that should be where you start doing your homework. The cybersecurity stocks that are in there I think are very compelling companies. You got to do your own homework, your own research, listen to conference calls, that kind of thing, and determine what you want to do. But one way to play it. So we're short the big indexes, the Dow and the small caps, but we are adding this particular alpha generating ETF. It's underperformed the market in January, interestingly enough. And that's because this market rally is just a bit of an equilibrium after the collapse of December. So the biggest names are bouncing and you're in this very volatile range. These IBD 50 innovators are smaller than mid cap names and they behave differently. Okay. If this is the beginning of a really great 2019, then these stocks are going to eventually outperform and create alpha. If the market rolls over here and implodes, we'll short the big indexes and we'll 
take a, you know, we have our stops set up on that index, at that index, we'll get out. So that's the only place that I'm willing to add some exposure right now. And, it, and I'm doing it because it gets me a piece of the cybersecurity stocks that I like. And, and I'm in a kind of a minor risk position, right? So I'm not willing to go out and buy a whole bunch of small uh, cybersecurity stocks, but I'm willing to invest in an ETF where I see a lot of liquidity. I know what my stop is. I can protect myself, but I can get a piece of these names if this is the beginning of a real nice market. All right. So this is called managing a portfolio, managing risk, you know, building an investment portfolio of your favorite themes while at the same time, keeping your eye on the general overall market to determine how aggressive to be. All right. So I'll leave you with the thought, pay attention to the close today. That's more important than the open. We've had a strong open. We've had all the possible good news we can get from fed speak to economic numbers. Of course, you know, it even seems like we're getting decent China trade talk. All of this is leading to a bloated market on the upside. Be advised. Be careful. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much for joining me. You're helping me just as much as I'm hopefully helping you as you keep me honest. You make me execute correctly, and I appreciate that. I thank you for that. So have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you next week. Take care, guys.